Fresh Hop Heads! Welcome back to the Fresh Hops Podcast. I'm Joey. And I am Alex. And welcome to the Trey area. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance. Quarterback, North Dakota State. And it is the Bison, Trey Lance. Just 17 career starts. Only one game due to COVID this year. A young man from a small town in Minnesota. Couldn't get recruited by many Power 5 schools as a quarterback. And he decided to bet on himself and believe in himself. He is a quarterback, he thought. North Dakota State agreed. He had 17 stellar starts for them. And now he strolls to an NFL draft floor. Tears in his eyes as the quarterback of the future of the San Francisco 49ers. That's right. So as uh, you guys know, both myself and Alex are big San Francisco Niner fans. And we are recording this Thursday, the 29th, or as we've been waiting for the last month NFL draft day round one and I'm not gonna lie dude I was nervous I, 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 I mean was, I was excited I was nervous if you weren't nervous you don't know shit about football yeah and especially we, we, some of our the times we've drafted for quarterbacks which love Alex Smith great guy uh, happy retirement congratulations sir you earned it but you know still had Aaron Rodgers waiting in the back anyways this once they made the push for the third real quick let me let me just uh hey welcome we're at episode eight uh, we're going to be talking about sacramento beer week we're going to be talking about some of our favorite baseball movies but we had to bring up the draft so that's why we started with this because we are excited we're we're hot so. obviously as we record this it is april 29th it was nfl draft day and as joe has just shared uh, yeah it was a wild month um it was a stressful month. I felt like I had to dig some of my friends out of dark, deep holes that they were in uh, with worries about Mac Jones or who or this or that. Um, but, you know, like, like I was saying, you're dumb if you weren't stressed about this because we traded three ones to switch a one and there was a two in there. So basically we're investing in, in, in saying we are going to the Super Bowl the next two years. Exactly. Whatever happens, we are going to the Super Bowl the next two years because those ones we're trading away aren't going to be worth much to us. We've already got all the pieces we need everywhere, although I'm sure we could use some help at cornerback. Uh, hopefully they address that in the second rounds and beyond. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I got myself in a good place over the last 48 hours. I, I got really excited for Mac Jones. Should that have been the eventual pick? Um, and ultimately – uh, a friend of mine, Marcus, uh, shout out Marcus, is from a uh, uh, friend, buddy, his nephew, all kinds of stuff, Fantasy Football League. But he shared a cool uh, clip from the Rich Eisen show where he was talking about Kyle and John's press conference for Monday. 
Oh, yeah. And, and, and basically just the way they were, you know, I mean, they're like, all right, this is the last one. This is the last time we're going to have to answer the who are you picking at three? Is Jimmy Garoppolo still on the Niners? Uh, but he made this point about uh, the last one of the last questions was, uh, will Jimmy Garoppolo be on the Niners this Sunday? And his answer was like, I can't tell you if anyone will be on the Niners on Sunday. We could die tomorrow. Exactly. You know? And I love Rich Eisen was saying like that is going to be like a forever soundbite. Like we are who they thought we are. They are who we thought they were and playoffs and, and all those sound bites that we remember for years and years. You play um, to win you, the game. That's right. Herm Edwards, baby. Uh, but that, that was just a, uh, at least to me, it was a, you know, or no, what, what did Rich Eisen say? Uh, it, the undertone in his voice when he said that was, do you really want to go back to Tom Sula or Chip Kelly? Huh? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know I know what happened in Atlanta against the Patriots, and I know what happened in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. But are you not entertained? You are know? you not entertained? And in case if you live in the Northern California Bay Area and you live in Iraq, the Niners did draft with a number three pick, Trey Lance out of North Dakota. North Dakota State, State. right? Yes. yes. Division two. Division two. 17 games under his belt. And before, before this, uh, you kind of mentioned uh, cornerback. I thought it, when they were going with a 12th pick, they were going to try to really hope for uh, Patrick Sertain. Yeah, Patrick Junior. Sertain and uh, J.C. Horn. Uh, yeah, two, but, two legacies from the NFL. Exactly. But once they traded up for that pick, I was like, first thing I thought, the thing I wanted was Justin Fields. I, I was it. I was on the Fields train. As I was well. on the Fields train. I, I I did hear about Trey Lance, but I, you know him being from a, a small school, uh, you know I didn't hear, see too much of him. His his highlight films on YouTube are insane. And then I I I'm sorry I I did not want Mac Jones. I don't know if it's a little you know I'm a Pac-12 fan and SEC bitter, you know. But I always felt. And you hear about the system, but I mean, you see how many Alabama players got drafted in the first round, let alone just offense. So, and I'm I'm just like I was not sold on him. He was just a pure pocket passer. When we're in a new generation of football, but seeing highlights of Trey Lance, once they once they picked it, I was like, okay, that is a hell of a pick. I love it, and his highlight, like the way the way I've been comparing him from what I've heard of him uh, leading up to the draft was. Uh, a freak of a nature of an athlete. So I'm thinking because a lot of a lot of people go back, to, to, no matter what you think about uh, his views. But Kaepernick, when he started with the Niners, freak of a nature, freak of nature of an athlete for sure. But, uh, but I mean, this is our Mahomes. That's what yeah, I was seeing when ex- I looked exactly. at that highlight tape. I I, I, I knew Jimmy Stain, I, yeah. and I, I just saw on Instagram that he. Uh, Rumor has it he was asking for his number so he could congratulate him and get ready to get to work together. So, Good. We, I, I mean, because we Jimmy's, all know Garoppolo's a, a stand-up guy. Damn right. Yes, I've, yes. I've heard all the all the good things about him, and you know, I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be a lame duck quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, but you're still a quarterback in the NFL. Exactly. Um, he's still playing to show other teams that they're going to want him. You know. As much as it seems everybody's invested in a young quarterback at this point, we all know the season happens, things happen, and somebody's going to need a QB. I had brought up the Steelers are a team that should have been looking, and I'm sure they will be looking in the later rounds. 
the Falcons had that opportunity at the four pick and they went with the tight end pits. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, 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 I love the way it worked out. I yeah. love, uh, 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 fields to Chicago is a great, I mean, everybody went to where that team needed back to new England. Yeah. Um, uh, but I love the way it worked out for us. I love that Jimmy's still on the team and he's yes. on board. Um, and as I've been telling everyone, Jimmy, Jimmy G is going to be our quarterback Agreed. for the next year or till he gets hurt or loses four games <laughs> in, <laughs> in that order. <laughs> and Oh, and I just want to continue what I was saying about the freak of nature of an athlete is the big downfall that I did not like with cap was he was spending all the time off, off field time in the gym, not in the film room. Trey Lance, like I said, has the physical capability of Kaepernick with the football IQ and mentality of Peyton Manning, in my opinion. And I'm excited. I, I am As so long as excited. you throw in some, like, I don't know, Dan Marino accuracy or whatever, yeah. I, I'm down with that. But definitely check out his uh, YouTube highlights. I mean, he... All, all, all over, all over the Trey Lance mixtapes. Yeah, exactly. And I've been, I've been holding on to this since you gave it to me because I wanted to save this for draft day for the Niners. Hey, but, but I am drinking. Or I'm about to drink the bits and pieces. Humphrey, and I always forget. Uh, oh, shoot. If you know, you know. Show <laughs> me the picture. Let me see it. Humphrey and. See, I'm tripping. He looks like Rock, like Charles S. Dutton. Exactly. So, but I'll post a picture of this can with the picture of the actual puppets. But got to get my Irish crickets in. So, ooh, that was a nice one. But yeah, but I've been holding on to this because I figure Bay Area, Trey Area, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Humphrey. There you go. Thank you. Yes, Trey area beer. Um, and I have also been holding on to mine because I didn't want to be rude and let my crickets out uh, before we got on with all y'all hop heads. Um, and, and in uh, honor of the Trey area as well, I am drinking a San Francisco beer. Uh, this is uh, from the 420 celebrations, the high holiday, as I had been calling it. Cellarmaker uh, did a uh, line of dank beers. And this is their dank statement. It is a West Coast triple IPA hopped with Mosaic, Strata, Simcoe, and Centennial hops. Some of the big boys there. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Beautiful. Good sound. And using my Luke Hopwalker glass. That is uh, awesome. From Conspiracy Glassworks. I need I've to put it in posted and will continue to post pictures uh, whenever I'm drinking with my glassware. Uh, so definitely check them out. I know. Uh, if you know, you know, and you're already into it. And if you're not, I will say don't just because I'm buying glasses all the time. But really, that's like a do. There's yeah. awesome glass artists, cool glasses to collect. Uh, it's, it's fun. Just not easy on your pocketbook when you're buying all these beers and everything to go with them. Exactly. That's why I'm just drinking out of the can today, tonight. Great way to enjoy a beer. It is. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about, So, um, but I just wanted to bring this up because, you know, we're super excited. It's a hell of a pick. It's a great time to be a San Francisco sports fan. Uh, go Giants. Do, kicking ass right now. That's right. I was I would say first place, but I'm not sure what the Dodgers did today. And I, I've continuously said uh, 
I don't want to put too much stock in being first place in April. Exactly. There ain't no award for that. But it is exciting. But um, let us know if, if you're a Niner fan, what you think about the pick or whatever team you, you guys uh, love yeah, and support. What, let us, our let's pick, go. your pick, whatever, yeah. whatever. How, how do you feel about the draft? How do you feel about football season? Because uh, you know we're going to have an episode talking about that when it gets closer. You know it. But we are in the middle or almost the end, <laughs> the, the, the final stretch of Sacramento Beer Week. And you're actually in town to do some uh, Sacramento beering. I did. Yeah, today was what I, th- I thought was going to be my only Sacramento Beer Weeking day. Um, Addie had the day off. We went up, uh, had, had some errands to run, uh, but uh, got finished pretty quick in the afternoon. Uh, went over to Oak Park Brewing. Uh, I love Oak Park Brewing and uh, uh, getting in there uh, ever since I, uh, if you're not already following Oak Park, please uh, make sure you follow them on Instagram. Uh, They do great stuff in the community. Uh, They go live every Thursday at four, usually talking with uh, somebody they're collaborating with, whether it be artistically or with the beer itself. I believe today's uh, four o'clock live was with the artist of the can for a, uh, like a salt and lime kettle sour that's coming out next week uh, before Cinco de Mayo. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Raj, uh, who is uh, one of the brewers there, he had posted on National Beer Day. He's like, you know, every day is National Beer Day here. Yeah, are about the ABCs of beer, which are art, beer, and community. And I just love that uh, because, you know, here we love our nice cans. We love great can art. We but do. just art in general uh, put, uh, uh, boosting a signal, uh, a term I see you like to use, uh, yeah. to, for the artists themselves to get their artwork out there. And, um, uh, obviously the beer. And then of course, community, uh, they collaborate with local artists. They collaborate, uh, they have, you know, little ma- maker fairs and silent auctions. They just did a, uh, a collaboration with the Cal- California Storm, uh, the women's soccer team that plays up in Sacramento. Yeah, dude, uh, and the, the hazy IPA was very tasty. We had that when we were there. <laughs> uh, but the one I was excited about was the Paint the Globe Blondale, which is a mixed, uh, sorry, not really a mixed six pack, same beer in all the cans. Uh, but they had can art from six different artists uh, who had kind of entered and won a contest to have their art on the can. Um, so that was really cool. I, I got that. Uh, we left Oak Park. We went to Urban Roots. Uh, as you all know, I'm a member there, so I had to stop by and grab some beer and food. Um, we went in search of the Rising Together beers, which is the SAC Beer Week uh, collaboration with the Sacramento Brewers Guild. Uh, and it, it, the proceeds from it are to benefit the Sacramento Brewers Guild, breweries, uh, you know, beer tenders, people in the brewing industry. Uh, you know, after the rough year we've had, uh, just trying to get everything back going uh, for them and for us. Obviously, they're they're doing that for us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I wanted to, obvi- you know, twist my arm to go drink a beer for a <laughs> cause, of course. Uh, so we ended up getting in there. We got a Crowler of the Rising together from Urban Roots, which I just finished drinking with Addy. Um, and then from there, of course, our mission started. I told you just before we started recording, you know those days where you set off to go to one brewery and then end up going to seven? <laughs> it happens. Uh, it happens. <laughs> my, my initial plan for the day was to head off to track seven in uh, their the the other side, their restaurant in East Sac, 
Uh, they had a sack beer week burger that I was really excited to try uh, be- because they had a beer to go with it, a, a double IPA called Burgers Rule Everything Around Me, which, if you know me, is an actual fact. Um, unfortunately, because of when they opened, we didn't get to go in there for the burger, but we did swing by the Natomas location to pick up that beer. Uh, so I got some of that there. And then while over on that side, we headed over to Campus Brewing to get their Rising Together beer. Then uh, for those of you familiar with the West Sack Wobble, we went to Jackrabbit Brewing, got their Rising Together beer. And then we went to Bike Dog Brewing and got their Rising Together beer. Uh, At this point in our afternoon, it was looking like we weren't necessarily (laughs) going to make it home in time to watch the Niners pick. Uh, Luckily... Heretic Brewing down in uh, Fairfield, Sassoon City, uh, was releasing their Rising Together beer. Uh, so we stopped there to watch uh, the beginning of the draft. Uh, had a couple uh, Magas that make America juicy again. Very tasty, hazy IPA, which uh, dollar for dollar or pound for pound, whatever you want to call it, uh, $9.99 for a six-pack at the brewery. Great, great hazy IPA. Uh, I love drinking that one. Um, so we had a couple beers, enjoyed the pick, uh, and grabbed some of their super fresh Rising Together IPA, which was just canned yesterday, uh, and then made our way home. So yeah, we, we hit seven breweries today, came with beer from all of them, so my fridge is set. Nice. Uh, and I, I will definitely set aside a couple of these Rising Togethers to get to you. And the Rising Together, there's what, 20? 22. 22 breweries. breweries yeah, very cool. Uh, and some cool, you know, uh, it was a base recipe. Uh, breweries were, you know, allowed to kind of uh, tweak it on their own. It is an IPA. I got a couple West Coast IPAs. There was uh, the the uh, Urban Roots, I believe, is an unfiltered West Coast. They do a lot of those. Uh, and then I was definitely a, a hazy or two I got. Uh, but the one I, I really enjoyed, I believe it was Jackrabbit Brewing's Can Art has like a map of Sacramento, kind of just like a print of the yeah. street map. I really like that. Cool can art on all of them, but I was drawn to that one because big fan of maps and geography and stuff like that. Yeah, and a little shout out to that Blue Note Brewery out in Woodland, uh, just outside of Sacramento, is actually putting out, I saw that on their Instagram, a a celebration beer for Woodland. It's like a 150-year uh, celebration of the city. So the can art is actually Main Street, but like 150 years ago. Super oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I just want to do a quick shout-out because, like like you mentioned, uh, I, I too also love Oak Park Brewing because not, not just the stuff they're doing, but it's just a hell of a place to hang out and just enjoy good food and good beer. So being the fact that they really do highlight artists and do stuff with the community and great beer that was actually the uh you you know this and i think I, I mentioned this once maybe on here but that was the my main idea for this podcast before it yes. became before it became fresh hops it was originally idea was going to be a a uh a podcast for the tower bridge battalion which is a supporters group for the sacramento republic our soccer team here and the thing I love about being part of the battalion is we love to have a good time, drink good beer, but we also love uh, we love Sacramento artists from all different walks of life and community. So being the fact that, you know, even though so 
that morphed into fresh hops, which I love. I love doing this podcast with you. It's one of my favorite doing doing many, multiple shows. This is one of my favorites for me to listen to as a listener. Suck on it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, but being that when you mentioned that, but not uh, you, Christy. <laughs> so, uh, but when you mentioned that about Oak Park, I'm like, that's that's exactly. I love that. I love how they do stuff with the community and the the art and how featured artists is so cool. So love those guys. And same thing with Urban Root. Same thing. Great place to just hang out. If, Most if, definitely. If the beer was decent and the food was okay, it'd still be an awesome place to hang out. But you got great beer, great food, it's and a great out, outdoor seating. So yeah, I just want to do a little extra shout out for those that you mentioned. Most definitely. And, and uh, SAC Beer Week, I think above all else, we're just – excited to be getting back to normal having these in-person uh, events i know when we kind of previewed sack beer week on instagram the other day uh, i mentioned uh san francisco beer week which morphed into california craft beer week um, and a lot of it was virtual which was great and i do love the accessibility of being able to get all these great beers shipped straight to our house but you know the beer community is all about getting there in person talking to the brewers meeting your neighbors you know yeah, enjoying exactly. a cold one, uh, which Shoreland, is our common bond. Mile. So uh, very thankful to Sack Beer Week and also want to throw a shout out to Rancho Cordova Barrel District, who is the official sponsor of Sack Beer Week. Uh, if you're not following them, um, which I, I just am recently, haven't got over to Rancho Cordova Barrel District myself, uh, but, you know, small little district with a few breweries. Uh, probably some wineries as well, if I'm judging by the title of barrels. Um, but uh, I, and I'm guessing Fort Rock might be over there. That's, we got Fort, yeah, there's Fort Rock. Then a little ways down, there's Burning Barrel. Yep. Uh, which I've I've picked up uh, one of, one of the ones I picked up there was actually last summer. But it was the uh, I'm a big Tarantino fan, so they actually came out with this line called uh, Quit uh, Quentin Quarantino. Hey, yeah, beer during last summer is a great hazy IPA. So, and there's a couple others I, I just can't think of right now. I'm sorry, but love to get out there. But uh, so big shout out to Sacramento Beer Week and Rancho Cordova Barrel District. Uh, those are their handles. So follow them both on Instagram uh, to stay up with all the happenings and uh, you know get get out there and enjoy what's left of Beer Week. Got a couple more days. I don't know. When we get to this, but uh, if not, we'll be looking forward to next year. All right, and one more shout out for Sacramento Beer Week. <laughs> if you've been, hey, nice push. That was my shout out. <laughs> that was his shout out. That's awesome. Um, if you pay attention to our social media, then you guys know that Slice Brewing out of Lincoln out here won our first annual brew acatology. So thank you guys for your votes, man. Our page blew up because of this, and everybody voting and interacting and. It was a really fun tournament. Good job, Alex, putting this together. Uh, yeah, good good job, everybody, for coming through. I mean, you know, the the same way I say twi twist my arm to buy a beer for a cause, it's probably <laughs> the same way you have to twist people's arms to talk about breweries they love to go to and drink beer from. So exactly. uh, thank you all for participating as well. And, and we look forward to the second annual Brew Acatology. Uh, so uh, obviously we hope you all stay tuned. And come come around next January, February, we're going to be asking you all for your favorite NorCal breweries, and we will use that for the seeding uh, of our bracket. So the breweries that make it in will be the ones that you guys recommend to us. 
you know, plus whatever we deem. Obviously, we'll want some returning favorites. We'll definitely want to get some fresh blood in there. If we have enough followers and traction, we'll definitely try and expand it to 64 breweries this time. Oh, I'm sure we will. And we're looking forward to uh, as things are starting to open up here in the Northern California and California area, uh, hopefully to record uh, from Slice and talk about some of their good stuff i'm really looking forward to their uh they got a mexican lager coming out uh, tomorrow the mucho relaxo <laughs> i, I out. did see that yeah um, they, uh, i'll be looking to get that some of that they got a double or a triple release tomorrow i think they got a triple okay I yeah think. i do remember they released beers last week and i was saying uh because their post said our first uh sack beer week release and i was like the best thing about the first release means there's a second exactly <laughs> So there, there, there are always uh, multiple releases there. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, less than fifteen minutes away from my house. So, so the 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 something that I had just learned about Slice was that the pizza place there that is on the corner is at least affiliated or part of it, and I believe that is where the name Slice comes from. A slice of pizza. Um, so looking forward to trying the pizza, the beer, everything together. Oh. Man, yeah, now so, that I say it, that beer is going to go great with pizza, man. Yeah, oh, my God. So the, God. the pizza place is called Old Town Pizza, Thank which you. is a uh, a small chain, local chain around here. Uh, and they're known to have really good beer selections. Uh, I actually just had the Roseville uh, branch if, <laughs> uh, last weekend, had their calzone for the first time, which was delicious. And a uh, shout out to one of our uh, big interactors from this area. B- blog site hungry and hopped uh, tiffany uh comment on my untapped that that calzone looks ridiculous so i told her where it was and she's gonna check it out so uh check out her page uh, hungry and hopped uh food and beer blog i mean we like food we love beer so those are things we enjoy we do one, one time i believe we will definitely have to get together and enjoy both of those uh hungry and hopped some food and some beer yes uh, so Those yes. are a few of our favorite things. Thank you for uh, staying on top uh, of not only our posts and interacting with us, but your own. Uh, we enjoy watching them and, and comparing all the beers that we're drinking together. Yes, so. absolutely. Definitely got to hang out soon. And speaking of a few of our favorite things, baseball. Ray, people will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa. For reasons they can't even fathom. They turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door, as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. For it is money they have, and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers, sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. Where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. And it'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick. They'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. 
the one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. So I was, I don't know, I had this idea kind of trickling around since the holidays, and because uh, we knew... Well, like we mentioned, both me and Alex also love baseball, and uh, th- we're finally back with a, a regular season. There's fans in the crowd, and it's, it's going great. And, and I'm awesome. in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to tell us about that uh, in a few here. Uh, but one thing I also love is as I get ready for baseball season to start, I love watching baseball movies. And then I'm thinking, you know what? What do I do when I'm watching baseball movies? Of course, I'm drinking a beer. So we we kind of thought we'd reach out to some of you guys. Uh, we're going to list uh, some of our favorite baseball movies and got some honorable mentions. And uh, But we do have I, – I put out a post because, like I said, I like to interact with everybody. We both actually like to interact with everybody. And here's some of yours. So um, I can pull it up now or if, if you got it up. or I got it up. Yeah. Do uh, you want me to read the first one and then you'll yeah, go? Sure. Or you, so I'll start with uh, Fernando Strikes Back. Uh, he got a couple of comments for us here. Uh, shout out to some of the worst baseball movies out there. T- oh, this is a second comment. So <laughs> I'll, I'll read it first anyway. But he's giving a shout out to some of the worst baseball movies out there too. Uh, I'm looking at you, Mr. 3000, Ed, Major League, Back to the Minors. The fan gets its own WTF. I love this movie category mainly because I thought Wesley Snipes was Barry Bonds and the movie was based on a true story. Uh, Fernando, I'm with you. Uh, as a guy growing up in and around San Francisco, I did think Wesley Snipes was supposed to be Barry Bonds in that movie. And uh, uh, or, or and maybe that was part of the, uh, the, the planning or the, or the thought process when they, when they plotted the movie out. He wasn't Willie Mays Hayes. He wasn't Willie Mays Hayes, which, yeah, no, he's, he's got, uh, He's got baseball movie resume, but no, he, he was on the giants and he yeah. played, uh, you know, a, a star player and the fan was like this stalker De- type crazy fan. De Niro. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, I, I, I feel like the type of movie where he would have been saying pop quiz, hot shot, but that's Dennis <laughs> Hopper and a whole nother thing. What do you do? What do you do? And shout uh, out to Fernando. We'll forget to his second, uh, uh, post, but Padre fan. So, we got to hang out if we ever make it down to San Diego for Giants Padres. We oh, man, I, I, I used to try and go every year. I, I love, uh, you know, what we would uh, affectionately up here call AT&T Park South. Of course, <laughs> now we'll have to call it Oracle Park South, although uh, the way you guys have retooled down there in San Diego, I think the hometown fans are going to be taking a lot of those seats uh, for the years coming. And good on, good on you. Fernando Tatis is a beast. Um, you guys got some good pieces down there and it looks like once all your young guys get up, your pitching staff is going to be set for the future as well. Um, and we're playing on Friday as well as next Friday. We're in San Diego this weekend and San Diego's up here next weekend. So nice, nice. we'll we'll get a, get a nice taste of each other over the next 10 days. 
Uh, you want to read his next comment? Oh yeah, sorry. So he also wrote. Uh, let's see. Hang on one second. Or, or I should say his first comment. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, "I love baseball movies. I peaked in junior college, but if I could have done anything in the world professionally, it would have been to play baseball." Same here. <laughs> Once I said I didn't make it to junior college, but so the best. Well, excuse me. The best thing about all the classic movies is. They all fit different moods, but they still have the same baseball feeling to them. Uh, if you've ever set foot on a baseball diamond or in a stadium, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. There's nothing like being in a yard. Alex has been lucky enough to do it for the last 23 years. 23 years. Oh, my gosh. You'd think I'm yeah. 50. But, no, <laughs> I started very young at 15. As soon as I got that worker's permit, I started working out at Candlestick. Uh, and I've worked every year at, uh, let's see, Pac Bell, SBC, AT&T, and now Oracle Park. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And, I, you know, just being on the – I've been on the field for Fan Fest, and I remember the first time I walked out on the grass, I pulled out a piece of right field, and I ate it. <laughs> I didn't care. So, but, yeah, just being out there. In, in, in the crowd, in the stands, there's nothing like being at a baseball game live. Minor league, major league is it's just nothing like being there. Um, well, I sent ahead. you a picture the other night when uh, we were talking about this, and you were like, "Nice view from the office." And it is, isn't it? It's yeah, uh, it was. A if, if y'all aren't following me already, uh, please do follow me. The big smooth with three O's on Instagram. I, I have this thing that I'm trying to hold to is every time I get up uh, to to start work, I do a little video of me walking into the stadium bowl for the first time for the day, throw a little song, something I'm feeling. Maybe I'll be talking about our standings. Maybe I'll be talking shit on the Dodgers if they're in town. Maybe I won't be talking at all because the picture needs no words and the music is just because I love music just as much as I love baseball. So exactly. and that, we that'll be it. a fun fun little series to watch as the season goes on. Yeah, and we love talking shit on the Dodgers even when they're not in town. So Always, always. Always it, be that way. <laughs> But getting back to uh, his comment, he finishes with saying his top five in no particular order are the Sandlot, Moneyball, Rookie of the Year, Major League, and a League of Their Own. All solid, solid picks. Solid choice. Some of them might even be mine. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll definitely be some overlap on this. Yes, sir. Um, so next one here is our, our buddy uh, – uh, oh, this is uh, going to be a fun exchange here. Um, <laughs> shoot. I'm... Cool Jerk 03. That's Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. Sorry. I'm like, he's the Cool Jerk mailman with the coolest Halloween costumes, fan of the Yankees, uh, and Disneyland, of course. Uh, so shout out, Jacob. Sorry I was blanking on your name. I will not be calling you cool jerk when I see you. Uh, but he shared with us, uh, all the ones you have in the pick are great, uh, meaning the picture we posted here on Instagram. But also add Fever Pitch, the Bench Warmers, and the Scout. I missed the Scout on my list. I remember uh, that one. So many great movies about baseball or involve the great American pastime. A uh, little red, white, and blue and a baseball. Uh, true, true is true is the great American pastime. And then he had a uh, response to his uh, comment. I'll let you read that. Yeah, so I comment because, like I said, uh, Jacob's a good friend, and he's a big Yankee fan. 
So I asked him, are you allowed to like Fever Pitch? <laughs> and his response is, uh, everything until the last 10 minutes of the movie is fine. Uh, so understandable, and I agree with him. Fever Pitch is a great movie. Yes, yes. So I had to double check because, you know, I, I've said my favorite my favorite Dodger, all-time Dodger, is uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. So Yeah, no. I, I'm sure he doesn't share that in Yankee <laughs> circles very often. Exactly. Uh, so we we did get another comment from once again our good friend Hungry and Hopped, Major League, but Moneyball was pretty a good one too. So yes, yes both, and yes, both we are, are going to hear both those names again. <laughs> yeah, different, definitely. So yeah, thank, thank you guys for the comments. Uh, man, I, I I loved them all, uh, all your all you guys' comments. So very yes, cool. we always love your comments, and once again, uh, we'll say please. Uh, when we put it out there, comment on the post because we love sharing them here on the podcast. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's all about interaction. While we can't interact in person, let's interact on the interwebs and enter some beer libations into our mouth. <laughs> exactly. That's a good time to take a drink as I see you taking one. Hey. So would you like to list off some of your favorites? How do we want to do this? Do we want to like go one for one? I, I don't think I wrote them down like five to one. Uh, honestly, I was telling you just before this, I actually just kind of spitballed the list, and my list ended up at 27 movies. Holy Kind one. of a mix of good and bad, but mostly good. What did you say, uh, one for I, each I inning? Each yeah, out? one for each out of a baseball game. 20, 27 outs gets you to the end of the game. Unless you're playing a doubleheader and you're only seven. Uh, and, and then, yeah, it's a lot more outs, a lot more beers, and a lot more hot dogs. Bumgarner got a no-hitter, damn it. I don't care what the rules say. <laughs> yeah, no, give it to him. He he has not had much to cheer about since he left San Francisco. Exactly. So I, I did write it down. I put I put my top five, but like Fernando, in no particular order. So I guess I could read uh, read mine off. Um, but actually, you know what? This might be in a. This might actually be in the order. So I guess I'll do it. So, but I'll go from five to one. How's that? Okay. And so number five, number five, a league of their own. I love this movie. One of it's Tom Hanks' movie. best roles. It's a great, great baseball action movie too. Um, John Lovitz is great. Gina Davis. Good history I mean, aspect in there as yeah. well. And shout out my niece and my sister uh, when they they actually had uh, at when there was the Portland Beavers when they were the AAA team, they actually did a thing for the uh, the women's baseball. They actually had some of the original players uh, honored at the game. So my niece met some of the original players. Yes, I, uh, pardon me for being crude, but uh, I, I thought you said the Portland Beavers. Portland Beavers was a women's baseball team. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> okay, yeah that that would that would have been off base a little bit. Or, or they, maybe they were. It's just me being crude. I believe you know? they were actually one of the original AAA teams in the early 1900s. Okay. And well, I know the back, uh, yeah. San Rafael Pacifics, a minor league team here. They did a tribute to the women's baseball league, and they actually wore the get up with the skirt. Oh, they they played a whole game. In uh, uniforms with the skirt. So I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Interesting. Very cool. Uh, number four, Fever Pitch. I love this movie. Um, it's a great movie. It, it's definitely Jimmy Fallon at his best. I've always. I was going to say, it may be the best thing Jimmy Fallon's done. I, I'm not like a Jimmy Fallon hater, yeah. but I, I don't know anything. 
Okay, never mind. I, I don't want. <laughs> I, I do like it. The tiny uh, or the when, when they do the thing on his late show where they play music songs on kids' musical instruments. Yeah, I like that as well. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but this is definitely, in my opinion, like you said, the the best thing in my opinion that he's done. I, I love Drew Barrymore, but not just that. The history that is caught in this movie. The the movie was supposed to end with the Red Sox losing like they always do, mm-hmm. but it was okay because, you know, he, he found love and blah, blah, blah. But this was shot during the Red Sox historic season, and there's so much live footage from the playoffs, from the World Series, to when they finally broke the curse. I mean, this movie is just, I mean, that's what makes this movie so amazing is just, it's tied to history. So. Totally. That, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, my, uh, well, I, I'll wait because I, I think it might end up on another list that I'm going to read in a minute. Okay. So. And of course, I mean, this was one of my, still one of my favorite movies to this day, but my, my, my three, two ones are so tight together. But Major League, I mean, this movie's classic. Major League uh, one, right? Yes. So I, I even put two in the honorable mention just because of a certain Major dialogue. League 2 made my list of 27. I, yeah. I think it's the only sequel worthy of that, at least in the baseball <laughs> standpoint. And honestly, if we're talking about sequels in general, it may be one of the top five greatest sequels, period. Yeah, especially since it was so much water, so watered down compared to the original. You know, yeah. j- dropping from an R to a pretty soft PG-13, but... But the original, okay, so, so the original was the one with the stand-up poster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, see, it's all these things you remember vividly because you saw it at a time you shouldn't have saw it. Exactly. So classic movie. I, I, I mean, one of the movies I still quote to this day, which I do a lot of movies. So I had a hard time between number two and number one, and you already heard the reason why I chose number one. So number two, The Sandlot. I mean, come on. You don't really, there's nothing that needs to be said. We all grew up. We all played in the lot. We all knew these characters that were on the diamond. And just the nostalgia of this movie is is so good. The, so who were you in the Sandlot? Uh, you know what? I, I would honestly say I was probably a little mixture of maybe two or three characters. So I would say I, I might have been a mixture of squints because he was a little sarcastic jerk at times um i was pretty good at a young age so i I, you know i wasn't quite benny benny good but i was pretty good um of course ham because you know again sarcastic and (laughs) troublemaker but um well i'd say squints because he was the flirt i mean his whole thing with windy peppercorn so hey hey windy peppercorn (laughs) see I'm, i'm gonna get caught out there not remembering the names of the kids um, so obviously I, I would have to take the, the little black kid or mixed kid, the guy who was also in Mighty Ducks. Mighty right? Ducks. Yes. yes. Um, him. I, uh, and he played Cake- a young Michael Jackson in the Moonwalker <laughs> movie. Cake Eater, right? That's what he kept Cake calling eater. him? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I like that kid. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I'd say I'm a little bit of ham. Uh, at least since third grade, I was always a, a bit of the, the fluffy guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, even out there in the field. Uh, so I, I played a lot of first base or outfield. Little Vladdy Jr., if you will. <laughs> nice. Tony Gwynn build. Um, never catcher, though. I didn't have knees for that from an early age. 
and I, I was catcher. I, I played catcher before I got fluffy. <laughs> I just like well, wearing the you gear. You could still get up and throw a guy out at second. Exactly. So, um, but like I said, as you heard, my favorite movie, baseball, Field of Dreams. And the thing that put this over the Sandlot was James Earl Jones' speech on baseball. Uh, I mean, that is classic. Which you gets, just heard. Which we just heard. And uh, it just gets me every time. I love it. I agree. And uh, they used to play it at uh, the ballpark when uh, I think we'd get it was either the ninth inning beginning a rally or something. But I, I it was definitely one of those ones they, they put played to get the crowd hyped up at the ballpark. Yeah. So great movie. I mean, it's a fantasy. It's I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. And that's what I love about movies in the 80s. They didn't have to make sense. They'd be they, they just were and you enjoyed them. So. Well, crickets, uh, crickets. Th- this was a you know this was the what third or second Kevin Costner baseball movie. Who's Mister Baseball? He should be Mister Baseball. He's done so many baseball movies and all really good ones. Too. Well, no, they didn't. The other ones came out after Field of Dreams, though, right? Bull Durham came out first. Okay, Bull Durham, yeah. Then Field of Dreams, and then the love of the uh, game. The, the, for the love of the game, so for the, the second game. one. Yeah. And they never got to do that Field of Dreams game. I, MLB was going to do a Field of Dreams in, like, Iowa, and I think yeah. it got postponed because it was supposed to be last year. So yeah. I don't know if it's something they'll get to this year, but I definitely look forward to that, like like a baseball version of the Winter Classic, you know? Yeah, that would, that would be awesome. I remember them building up to that. So if they build it, they will come. We will come, or we will tune in. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I'm not coming to Iowa for a baseball game. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. But that's my top five. And uh, I got some honorable mentions, but I'll let you uh, list off some of yours. Nice push again. Hey. Hey. All right. Let's see. Let me get to my list of 27 and narrow it down. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to start with one that you didn't mention. Angels in the Outfield. That's one of my honorable mentions. Okay. That's going to be my number five movie. Uh, Loved that movie growing up. I you know, y'all can't see it, but Joey sees me. I'm practicing because back when that movie was filmed, it was actually filmed at the Oracle Coliseum uh, or whatever the hell they're calling it now, the Oakland Alameda Coliseum where the A's play. Uh, my mom had tried to get us in as extras. I don't know if we missed the cut or, or just maybe she told us that to keep us excited and to brush our teeth before we went to bed. But we didn't end up doing it. And I definitely didn't practice this because I hadn't seen the movie at that point. But years later, I could say I could totally see myself doing the the angels in the outfield flap with all those people at the Coliseum. And, and being that I've been to so many games at the Coliseum, it's fun to watch the movie and see, you know, like I know that building. I sit there all the time. Exactly. I've been to many games at the Coliseum. I've been to many games in Angel Stadium. So it's just funny seeing a rival team being their home, you know, in, in the Bay. And I, right. I was uh, a freshman, I believe, when this movie was being shot. So a uh-huh. uh, couple students had a ch- they had, they had a thing where like uh, oh, nice uh, awards were given early in the season, and they were filming the movie. So a couple of students from my school were able to win a chance to be an extra in this movie, which was nice. super cool. But that is a cool. Uh, this was a yeah. comeback for Tony Danza. Yes. Danny Glover was strong. Christopher Big Giants Lloyd, fan. Danny yeah, Glover, San Francisco. Exactly. Christopher Lloyd as the angel. 
But a lot of people don't know this. One of Matthew McConaughey's first movies. He was one of the outfielders. He was the goofy He outfielder. was in not Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first movie. Exactly. Because, or, or maybe it was, but I, it must have been just be, before or after he filmed Holy Matrimony with Patricia Arquette. Uh, I believe if it wasn't his first movie, it was definitely his first on-screen kiss. I remember Which is that. like weird and crazy in its own place. Was it like a uh, little but, uh, Amish town or a little like... Yes, uh, uh, Hutterites, I believe is what they called. Hutterite community. Yeah. It's like the Amish in Canada, uh, if you will. Um, but but we... Uh, we we uh, uh, Shout out to How Did This Get Made? A great podcast talking about movies. Not necessarily movies they hate, but just looking at a movie and saying, how did this movie get made? Um, great Jason Manzukis, Paul Shear, and his wife, uh, June Diane Rayfield. Uh, they are great talking about movies. Uh, we got the privilege just before shutdown last year to go see them do the Holy Matrimony one uh, in San Francisco live. Uh, uh, but yes, uh, Joseph Gordon Levin was in that. A little boy who was to get married to Patricia Arquette for whatever reasons. Watch the movie. I did it. I'm not telling you it's horrible, but it's worth a watch. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember that because I remember when the movie came out. I thought I had a huge crush on Patricia Arquette after True Romance, and I'm like, I wouldn't mind marrying. Anyways, dumb question, but yeah, great movie, but not as good as Angels in the Outfield. Not as good as Angels in the Outfield. Great bad movie. And last fact about that movie that I found the most intriguing. You know who directed that movie? I do not. Leonard Nimoy. What? Spock directed that movie. What the fuck, Spock? What were you doing? Making a movie about Canadian native Hutterite people, <laughs> children marrying a blonde carny woman, basically. <laughs> I don't know. Go see the movie. See what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, Angels in the Outfield. That's number five. Uh, let's see. Number four. I'm I'm spitballing here. I know three, two, one. Uh, so let me put something else in there. Let's say, I'm gonna say number three or number four is Rookie of the Year. Um, as probably another one of your honorable mentions. It actually isn't. It isn't. Didn't make the cut. It didn't uh, make the cut. And I think the just mainly based on the time when this came out. I'm pretty sure this movie came out sometime between the age of ten and fourteen for me. My family liked to frequent the drive-in theater. I'm pretty sure I either saw this at the the Burlingame Drive-in, the the Cow Palace Drive-in, one one of the two that are no longer around in the Bay Area. Uh, shout out to Capital Drive-in in San Jose; they're still around if you want to get your drive-in on in the South Bay. Um, but uh, I I want to say it's Sydney Portier. I don't think it was Sydney Portier. So. Uh, shame on me for not pulling up the info and the, the name of the actor who played the manager of the Cubs. Uh, but his uh, butchering of Henry Rowan Gardner's name, I think, made the movie for me. Uh, Rutabaga, uh, Garden Hosa, uh, all the different things he says were, were hilarious. Uh, Daniel Stern had a great role in that movie as the eccentric pitching coach. Uh, we got uh, of all people, uh, Gary Busey is playing the level in that movie. He's like your heroic uh, journeyman pitcher uh, 
who saves the day with uh, Henry's mom, who's dating this trash bag guy who basically sold her son to the Cubs so he could get rich and then trade him to the Yankees to move to New York. Uh, the mom uh, that's definitely dating bad guys. Definitely a movie that, that could have its uh, time on how did this get made. Uh, but, but again, like I said, uh, not a bad movie, just a movie uh, w- where look through a different lens in hindsight. You're like, what were they thinking? All I remember, or the only thing that stands out, is uh, pitcher's got a big butt. Pitcher's got it, and the hidden ball trick. They use the hidden ball trick in that movie. Uh, I remember there was some weird, like, by plot line where him and his buddies were rebuilding this boat, which I think was horribly irresponsible that these parents let these kids build or put together this boat. Maybe they didn't know. I know we all like to go out and do hood rat shit with our friends when we were kids. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then his friend, the kid with the f- blonde flat top who was in McDonald's commercials back in the day. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but he gets all butthurt because Henry is a fucking pitcher for the Chicago Cubs and can't help him build his little motorboat. I mean, Selfish. get your shit together, blonde kid. Go eat another Big Mac at McDonald's or something. And tie yourself over while your buddy's busy striking Barry Bonds and everybody out in the, in the majors. You know, did they? Have, uh, they had real baseball players in this movie, huh? I I think they had a few. I actually get confused with that. And uh, honorable mention, uh, Little Big League was the one uh, where the kid inherits the Minnesota Twins, and I think that's the one that has like the montage of like Barry yeah. Bonds, Griffey Jr., Bobby Bonilla. Which doesn't really make sense because the kid wasn't pitching. I don't think I, – I don't know. I haven't watched that one recently, so I don't want to speak too much on it. But yeah, I uh, think that's the reason why I didn't get into both of these because I was getting at the age where I was, I was getting older. And then you got these two movies come out fairly close together where, you know, one young kid is pitching in the majors and the other one young kid is the manager of a team. I'm like, eh, you know, kid <laughs> movies. <laughs> right. You know, give, me my, give me my Rick Vaughn. <laughs> Well, it's definitely a trend of of uh, the 90s or I guess life in general, but where people like to come out with similar movies at the same time. Uh, yeah. The one that always rings true to me is uh, uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact, those movies. Yeah. And I was a Deep Impact fan. Uh, Elijah Wood was in that one. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there was a black president in that one. It was a Morgan I, Freeman. I, uh, Morgan Freeman was Deep yeah. Impact. Yeah. Danny Glover was in... Uh, 2012. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another movie I've watched way more times than any sane human should. There's Volcano I, I, and Dante's Peak. <laughs> Volcano and Dante's Peak. I, I have a very unhealthy obsession with uh, apocalypse movies. I, I think yeah. there's some somewhere in my brain, I think the more I see these things, the more I'll be able to act in, in, in an event that there's a hundred foot tidal wave coming towards me. I don't know. Oh, Thank man. you, Hollywood. I was speaking of that, you got San Andreas with a rock uh, skydiving into Oracle Park right on second base. Yes, I uh, I believe that one saved my PlayStation because they actually the restaurant I was working at, Cafe Della Press. Shout out Cafe Della Press. Go go through for the buffet or or the fillet, bomb ass French food. Um, but uh, they had to shut us down for a day or a day and a half. Because they filmed right outside. Yeah. China and down, so right? there's there uh yeah, right by the Dragon Gate, 
Uh, it's not a really groundbreaking moment in the movie, but one point after one of the tremors, when uh, the Rock's daughter is with those two British kids, uh, there's a moment where you see him standing right in front of the cafe, and it has like that like Chef's de France uh, logo in front. That's Cafe de la Presse. Um, I think I remember it's the part where like there's a tremor and they they make a mention of standing close to the building so like glass doesn't fall on you or yeah. whatever. Uh, which I, I will say I think they mentioned in like the making ofs that they tried to include uh, like important actual like facts of disasters like that that can help you out. So oh, yeah, that, that girl I, I'm not all crazy smart in that movie. Well, and I'm not all crazy on watching movies to find out how to uh, yeah. survive a disaster. <laughs> uh, so that was my number four, uh, which was not the uh, Armageddon movie 2012 or whatever. But uh, That's coming up on a future podcast. Beer uh, and Armageddon movies. Rookie of the Year. So we had Rookie of the Year. What did I say was five? The uh, Little Big Lead. Or no, no, no. no. Uh, Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. Thank you. Number three uh, is – I had it right here. I'll say Fever Pitch is number three. I really like Fever Pitch. No, sorry. I got to take Fever Pitch out because you said it. You're and I got there. three other movies. You're out of there. I got to say. Um, I'm going to go with A League of Their Own at number three. Uh, another one, just the time it came out, my age, uh, how much I love baseball. Uh, something I got to share – uh, if I haven't already, I know we mentioned how I've worked for the Giants for 23 years, uh, more than half my life, um, all of my adult life. Um, and and uh, prior to that, uh, my mother was working for the Giants. And even prior to her, my Uncle Tom uh, worked for the Giants. I have two aunts, Nancy and Carol, who work for the Giants. And at a time, uh, my dad... My cousin, Sarah, and my sister, Nicole, all work for the Giants. So it was a family affair out there. But when my mom started working, uh, I was in middle school, and uh, she was going through the process of getting her teaching credential. So she was taking classes to get that, working Super Shuttle, and then working Giants games. And so she would bounce between jobs, uh, pick uh, my sister and myself up, from school in Pacifica, California. And then we would drive to Candlestick Park. My sister and I would sit in the car, the employee parking lot at Candlestick, and do our homework, uh, followed by going to the Giants game and sitting in the family pavilion while my mom or while our mom worked. Uh, back then, they would give uh, employees a voucher for two tickets every homestand. And a lot of the employees were uh, really cool, didn't use them, so they would give them to my mom. So she had tickets to get us into the games every night she had to work. Um, so I consider myself very blessed, not only, uh, you know, as we all have parents who bent over backwards uh, to do everything, to put food on the table and a roof over our head and uh, just raise us right. Uh, but obviously I got all that and I got to watch Giants games. <laughs> I lived at Candlestick Park. I grew up at Candlestick Park. Nice. Baseball's in my blood. I love it. Uh my uncle Tom, uh, he, he was the most tenured uh, member of our family, and he used to take us down, uh, work by the Giants bullpen, and introduce us to the pitchers and stuff. I remember Jose Batista was a relief pitcher for us in the mid to late 90s. Uh, he wasn't great, but he was a great man. He was really cool to us. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I remember that. I'll take that with me forever. Um, 
But uh, yeah, shout out to Susan Watson uh, and shout out to Lowell Watson, of course. You know, he's the one who, who got me going as a Giants fan. I remember fireworks nights out there at Candlestick, all, all, all that all. Um, so uh, I, I love how I get on these tangents and I forget what movie I was talking about. <laughs> it's okay. Shout uh, out to the Giants, too. <laughs> shout out to the Giants, always. Um, so that was. Uh, you said League of Their Own. League of Their Own, yes. Oh, so back to the point. League of Their Own came out at that time. Um, I, I I don't know. It was a great movie, like you said. Um, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, uh, star-studded by, you know, today's standards. Yeah, Lori um, Petty was. Lori Petty, yes. Tank Girl's in there. I, I do remember. Tia Leone it, before she was known. That's she right. Was. Tia Leone was in there as well. You're right. Um, the, the thing, well, not the thing. I, I remember everything about that movie is a great movie. Of, of course, there's no crying in baseball. Uh, <laughs> but I remember the Madonna song on the end credits, just how it was such a, I, uh, you're going to get me singing here now. Sing it. This used to be my playground. This used to this be, be my childhood dream. Get it, Joe. <laughs> this used to. But it just seemed like so, like, I, I guess I get it wasn't like a celebration, like we won the World Series movie or whatever, but it just seemed so down or whatever. But it fit, and obviously it stuck in my head all these years. So uh, shout out to you, Madonna, uh, for, for making a song that sticks in your head. And yeah. uh, shout out to Penny Marshall, I believe, uh, yes. for making a great classic baseball movie. I, I think uh, if and when we get to making a fresh hops top three, that'll definitely be in it because that's uh, both of us who picked that one. Yes, and shout out again to There's No Crying in Baseball. Uh, when me and my sister were playing church league softball co-ed, uh, I was a shortstop. She was a second base, so we had the, the Pittman connection uh, that they called us. And uh, she took a grounder, and it, it bounced up and got her right in the throat. Ooh. And, of course, me being, you know, squints ham you know she her eyes are watery and everybody's checking you okay i'm like there's no crying in baseball <laughs> so cut it off where's the backup <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah i love that movie uh number you? two is gonna be 42 uh yeah jackie robinson biopic starring uh chadwick. rest in peace our king the late chadwick boseman rest in um power. Yes, rest in power, uh, all, all that stuff. You you deserve all those things. Uh, you know, obviously his passing hit us all hard. Uh, but even prior to that, I, I, I think what was crazy about Chadwick Boseman, I mean, this guy was James Brown and Jackie Robinson before he was even T'Challa. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this guy was the black experience uh, cinematically and, and 42 – uh, de- definitely, it, it is a part of that. I, it was a great, very well done movie. Uh, obviously, I know that it is in fact a movie, so I don't know how much of it was true or false. But that moment at the end that I, we had all heard about uh, before the movie was made, where Pee Wee Reese goes out on the field and uh, you know s- says Jackie Robinson is my friend, or puts his arm around him, basically saying, mm-hmm. you know, all, all, all y'all chill out. Uh, this isn't what it's about. This is what it's about. You know, we're people, yeah. we play baseball and, and you guys need to give the respect to your fellow man. Uh, 
I mean, if for no other reason is he's out here doing things that you can't do on this field. But, uh, uh, that moment in that movie definitely got me. That was a very well done movie. Uh, and I love Chadwick Boseman, so I couldn't not Harrison Ford. In my top five. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford uh, is a uh, definitely deserves a rewatch. Yeah, uh, this is I, actually, this is in my my uh, honorable mention, and it's just the only reason why I didn't put it in my top five is just because I've, I've just I've loved these other movies for so much longer. I would I would probably put Forty Two. I would switch it with Fever Pitch. But uh, yeah, this this is such a great movie. Well, and then, you know, I had kind of tugged Fever Pitch out there too. So, I mean, you're you're spot on. Fever Pitch is a great movie. I, I've watched it multiple times, upwards of ten probably. Uh, I've been to Fenway Park, uh, great stadium. Uh, any of y'all baseball fans, you know, take the time, go out, visit those stadiums. I, I am a huge baseball nerd, uh, and I'm not as much an architecture nerd, but I think you know, it's been said, uh, baseball stadiums are cathedrals. You know. And going out and exploring them, especially these old ones, you know, all these new stadiums popping up and, you know, Hellfire and Brimstone, if anyone wanted to build a new stadium in Boston or the (laughs) north side of Chicago. Uh, But I am thankful that I got to get those in. I didn't get to go to old Yankee Stadium, but I've been to the new one. And I mean, uh, I, I just recommend to everybody, like, go make those trips, check them off the list, wait for your team to go there or don't, but it's worth it. Yeah, that that was one of my things when we went to uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Uh, we yeah, were able to go you. to a, a Cub game at Wrigley, and that was how many just, innings? How many innings? <laughs> like three and a half. <laughs> it wasn't was on it, me. That, that was on Ryan. It was like twenty degrees, though, right? It was. You guys were there in April, right? We were there in April. It was about forty-one degrees, but with the oh. wind, it was thirty-three. See, I feel like that when I'm out at the ballpark right now at these April night games, but I know it's nowhere even close to that. Like, it's yeah. probably like 50 to 53 degrees. Wind, wind coming through the tunnels where I work maybe makes it feel like 48. Yeah, I always I think would, it's cool when it's 49 degrees in San Francisco because of 49ers, yeah. but it's not cool when you're standing there and not looking at the number. Yeah, and I, I was the idiot wearing shorts in Chicago because I wear shorts year-round. Knowing it's cold, but forgetting how the wind actually cuts through the sweatshirts. But Woo. iconic, though. Hey, you, you got in there. You got your pictures. Hopefully, you got a beer, and you got the hell oh, yeah. out and got warm. <laughs> I did. So what do you got? You got one more, right? You got I got one more. It, it, it's a repeat from yours, but I, I believe it is the best baseball movie out there. Uh, it is The Sandlot. Yeah. It is not the same as your number one, uh, but it was your number two, I believe. Yes. Uh, it's just a great movie. I mean, Feel baseball, good. it starts when you're kids. It's all about playing with the kids around the neighborhood, your little league team, whatever, the nicknames, the teasing. You know, I, I'm not for teasing or whatever, but I think it's kind of something that we've all gone through and 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 part of the game. You know, the pitcher's got a – well, pitcher's got a big butt was a different movie. But I don't, I don't know. I just – the Sandlot reminded me of my experience – and okay, I don't. I don't want to say like I had like a '50s or '60s experience playing baseball, but it's just we we were kids when that movie came out, and I think yeah. it was just so relatable, you know. E- even yeah. if you didn't know a ham or a squints, I, I think all of us like to think we were a little bit ham and squints, and a little bit uh, Benny, obviously, even though none of us were, you know. But that movie 
It's got so many repeatable lines, scenes, moments. Obviously, they went to uh, uh, they went to great lengths to make sequels that nobody ever really saw or heard of. So, uh, uh, the Sandlot's my number one. I I, I didn't get Field of Dreams in there probably mainly because I haven't seen it in well over ten years. Uh, mm-hmm. But a, sh- shout out to that. That's a great baseball movie. Those are my five. And yeah, uh, one thing I didn't bring up. Yeah, I love everything about the Sandlot. I mean, that's still one of my favorite all-time movies. I could watch that anytime, all time. It doesn't matter. Um, I did not think about this until you just mentioned it. But how we mentioned, like, yeah, we saw this when we were younger, and we all had a little bit of we were that kid, we were a little bit of this kid, we we're a little bit of that kid. But one thing that just stood out to me now that you know I'm in my 40s, now it's like. Were the adults at the beginning, at the end of the movie, which you still got those relationships with people you were friends with when you were younger. And so now that I'm, you know, older, I'm, it's like, oh my God. So, I mean, how real, real life that movie is, you're, you know, there's some people that you just grow up with and you're just friends for life. So, you keep in touch with any of the people you used to play ball with? Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, most of the people, some of the people I'm in, uh, some of my uh, fantasy football drafts with, my friends. Shout Earth. out. Yeah friends from stockton so <laughs> shout out shout out to joe's old school uh ball team i'm trying to think if i keep up i mean i i Not because a whole lot, of here and there. facebook yeah. and things obviously i'm i'm in touch with uh people yeah. that i used to play with pacifica is a small town you know <laughs> uh but uh and, and i will say as my quick little addendum that i tell everyone about pacifica when i meet them it's the kind of town that, as a kid, you couldn't wait to get out of, and as an adult, you wish you owned property back there. You know? <laughs> yeah, nice. It just I, uh, where it is, kind of a cove and sheltered. You know, so you felt. I mean, I felt like I lived in Nebraska, and I was 15 minutes from San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and the ocean. <laughs> the Nebraska ocean. Well, no, I was I was 15 minutes from the ocean, maybe a little bit less. But I grew up in the back of the valley in Pacifica. So one of the wild things is, like, I'd have friends who lived in San Mateo who'd be like, yeah, it takes us 20 minutes to get to San Francisco. And I'm like, it takes me, like, 40 minutes to get to San Francisco because where I live in Pacifica is, like, you go down Highway 1 all the way until it turns into, like, a road and not a freeway and then turn left and then you go all the way, like, down in the back of the valley and then you turn left again and go all the way back into the back of the canyon, there was like a horse stables in the back of the canyon. And now there's like crazy other shit going on down, you know, check the internet, see what's going on (laughs) at the horse stables in Pacifica. Save the children, save the children. Crazy, crazy. (laughs) I I believe we both got some honorable mentions. So um, I'll just name, I'll just name off the ones I have. And if we, if you want to talk about any ones in particular, we can, if not, no big deal. So uh, Mine are TV shows. Ooh, interesting. Now my my interest is peaked. Uh, I'll just uh, so some of my honorable mentions are Eight Men Out, the story of the uh, uh, White the Sox, Black Sox, the Black Sox, White Sox, Black, Black Sox. Sox, the White Sox, who the thus will be <laughs> shall be known as yes. Uh, Something the, I, I like to think of uh, about the Black Sox scandal. Um, I was a big fan of Boardwalk Empire. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, through that story, you get to know a lot of gangsters 
And I believe it was Arnold Rothstein uh, out of Chicago who was the one who fixed the Black Sox scandal. Um, and so you kind of see a little behind the scenes or at least whatever HBO deems yeah. as truthful or part of the story as the behind the scenes of that. Uh, but I'll have to see this eight man out because I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, it's it's an old movie. It has like John Cusack. It has he's the only one I can remember right now. But it came out I think a little bit before Field of Dreams, which dealed with Sheila's Joe Jackson and uh, you know the reason why you know he's in the movie. Uh, another honorable mention: Disney movie, True Story, The Rookie, The uh, Rookie with uh, Dennis Quaid. True uh, great, Story. Who's it about? Uh, I forget his name. But he he was a baseball player that never quite made it, then became a high school coach for a really podunk team in Texas. Uh, then he kind of rebuilds his team and makes a, and they find out he was actually like a, a highly touted prospect in his younger days. So they're like, well, you challenge us to, you know, if, if we make it to state, if we win state, then you got to try out for the team. And then he tries out for the team and makes the, the De- Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, through their minor league and makes it up their minor league and actually pitched. I think he was a, a relief pitcher, but he didn't yeah. come. He didn't make it to the bigs till his forties. But he, he uh, pitched in a major league game. Yeah, uh, two two years, I believe. Shout out to I forget his name, played <laughs> by Dennis Quaid, who got a movie made about him. I mean, yes. great story. It's Disney too, so that's just forever. If it's Disney, it's forever. And a little shout out, Disney <laughs> actually has made some really good live action true story sports movies. Yes, they have. Uh, and uh, plug Disney Universe podcast for those of y'all who aren't already listening to it. <laughs> they did a great episode about live action. Was it? It was Disney live action sports or Disney sports movies in general. Yeah, and uh, actually, the funny thing you said about that, I got the memory post that was actually done uh, this time a year ago. Exactly. Boom. So nice timing. Uh, another one of my honorable mentions is Summer Catch. With uh, Jessica Biel, yeah, exactly. Freddie Prince, Freddie yeah. Prince, and yeah. Matthew Lillard. Uh, I was never a big Pr- uh, Freddie Prince fan, but Jessica Biel got me yet, uh, yet. into watching this movie. But right, uh, great movie. It was a lot of fun. No, but you say you were never a big Freddie Prince fan. Yeah, until Rebels. <laughs> exactly. I'm still miffed that Freddie Prince is in. Re- I didn't know he was in Rebels when I saw that rant of him talking about the prequels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, it, it, like when I saw it, I was like, wow, Freddie Prinze is really into star Wars. <laughs> but then like when he said, like he had met George Lucas or, or Filoni and talked about all the stuff. And now uh, currently we are, I believe just started season three of rebels. Oh, um, so have you met the seventh sister yet? We have, we met the seventh sister and the fifth brother. Uh, so the she's Inquisitors. A, so seven sisters. That's his Sarah wife, Michelle, Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> And I thought that there there is a funny moment where they're talking to each other in a in a like a fight or an exchange, and they say something very married couple-y. I can't remember what it is, uh, but I will go back because uh, uh, you know uh, plug for later in the episode. I will be doing some Star Wars trivia uh, next week, so I, I got to brush up on all those little known things. Yes, uh, but but uh, yeah, so we, we are friends. Uh, but, uh, Zach Seiler, as I call him, from She's All That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I, I love that movie too. Uh, then I, I mentioned Angels in the Outfield was already uh, one of my honorable mentions. Love that movie. I put Bad News Bears. So this is the original. I would think so. And Walter the Walter Mathau. And oh, the both. I do like because I do like the Billy Bob Thornton one a lot. 
I mean, I wouldn't hate, but like you can't hold them in equal regard. Oh, no, you got no, like can't. one more. Yeah, so I'll take the original then. Thank you. Uh, I think it was something we. It's, it's just uh, uh, bolstering my argument that Major League is <laughs> not just the best baseball sequel, but one of the top five best sequels of all time. Exactly, and that's my next honorable mention: Major League Two. <laughs> Boom! There you go. You got no marbles. <laughs> so, um, and of course, forty-two. Uh, I mentioned that uh, when you mentioned that is one of your top ones. Great movie, great acting. Uh, love this movie. And then a special shout-out to two movies that made it to my honorable mention. And I say shout-out because these are actually HBO movies. They weren't theatrical. So one of them is the movie 61 about the Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle home run chase. And this was, I believe, directed by Billy Crystal. Okay. Um, Uh, Yeah, I believe that's very right. So this was a really good movie. Um, I think, who played Roger Maris? Uh, Barry Pepper. Played Mares and uh, uh, the guy that played Punisher was Mickey Mantle. Not John Barenthal, the other Punisher? Yeah, the second one with John DeVolta. Oh, well. well John Barenthal is the third one. He's a TV show. Yeah. So then my last honorable mention. So many Great, Punishers great movie time. that was only on HBO, and I wish they released this as a DVD. It should come out, but it's called Soul of the Game. And this was about the Negro Leagues, but about uh, Satchel Paige, which was played by hey. Delroy Lindell, one, one nice. of my favorite uh, lesser-known actors but that's been in everything. Romeo uh, Must Die. Exactly. Um, uh, gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, gone sorry. in 60 Seconds. I'm going to start saying Delroy Lindell movies. Get, get, sure. You know, that's going to be another epi- uh, episode. Top also, a great name. Yeah. Top, top, top ten names ever, maybe, Delroy Lindell. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Blair Underwood played Jackie Robinson. And um, uh, Michael T. Williamson, who was Bubba in Forrest Gump, played, um, oh, my God, what's his name? The catcher, the only player to hit it out of Yankee Stadium. Uh, Josh Gibson? Josh Gibson? Oh, Josh Gibson, yeah, the guy who hit, like, 900 home runs, but they never kept track in the Negro League. Yeah, so they were the main characters in this movie. And, like, who was going to be the first – Oh, black sorry, player into the major about. league baseball. So great movie came out like in the late eighties, early nineties and definitely needs to be a re-released somewhere. So. I can't wait to listen to this episode so that I can see these, uh, uh, movies you've mentioned that I haven't seen, uh, cause I want to check them out, especially that one. Yeah. So definitely there's, it's gotta be somewhere. So, but that, that's my honorable mentions. Uh, well, my honorable mentions, uh, while, uh, should I? I might as well break out the list of 27 since I teased it. I'm only going to mention the movies that neither of us have mentioned so far. So I, I, I went through just before we recorded. You know, obviously, we know baseball movies. Uh, you know, we have a lot of them quickly in our memory. But I wanted to have a bunch to go from uh, that uh, pe- people might mention. And as I started counting, I got up to 20-something, and I was like, I should do 27 for the 27 outs in a baseball game. So here we go. Everyone's Hero is an animated movie, um, I, and I just watched the trailer. The animation doesn't look great, but uh, it's got voice, uh, voice acting from Whoopi Goldberg, Raven Simone, uh, Rob Reiner, and William H. Macy. 
Oh. In a movie about somebody stealing Babe Ruth's bat. Animated movie. Uh, so check that out. Trouble with the Curve. That is uh, the Clint Eastwood, Justin Timberlake. Amy Adams. Uh, Amy Adams, yes. Uh, I believe you mentioned For the Love of the Game. That's Kevin Costner. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. Uh, the Benchwarmers didn't get mentioned. Oh, uh, somebody in our comments mentioned. Uh, Jacob, I think. Okay, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite's in that one. Yeah, Rob Rob Schneider. Yes. Big Giant Mr. Mr. Destiny. I remember watching this movie as a kid, but I don't oh. remember it specifically. Other no, than like I remember it had to be like, like he made a wish or something. It was uh, Jim Belushi, actually. Oh, that one. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and somewhere there was baseball. I don't know. But it, it came up under YouTube and baseball movies. Uh, and I remember watching it. So I will go back and I will listen to this and I will watch Mr. Destiny along with those movies. Uh, it was mentioned with the worst baseball movies, but Ed starring friends is Matt LeBlanc and a monkey. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> Rooster's Millions, uh, a oh, great Richard Pryor movie. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a baseball movie, but there is a great uh, part. I believe the movie starts with him and a pickup softball team. And, and a part of the movie, uh, there's another – I don't want to give away the part of it or the plot, uh, but if you haven't seen Brewster's Mil- Millions, go watch Brewster's Millions. Uh, there, there, There's a cool baseball moment in there, what they do. Uh, hey, I don't know. We did that. Uh, I, I wrote this one down just for Ryan because I figured it was a Disney movie he'd seen based on his age. This is Air Bud, seventh inning fetch. <laughs> Uh, that made the top 27 in here. Oh, uh, I, I, I can't say I've seen any Air Bud movie, but I'll say Air Bud has the best sequel titles of any sequels anyway. Um, let's see. We mentioned all these. Mr. 3000 got mentioned as a bad movie, but uh, rest in power and peace. Uh, Bernie Mac, I love you. You are a great comedian actor, uh, even though that wasn't a great movie. Yeah, bad bad baseball swing. Basketball. I just watched this movie last night uh, in preparation for this episode. I was like, it's not really baseball, but it's also not really basketball. But above all else, the team name is the Milwaukee Beers. So, yeah, I mean, we got to give a shout-out to basketball. I'll allow it. Uh, Moneyball was mentioned in our comments. It, and neither times. of us had it on our list. I know for me it would have made the top ten but not the top five uh, only because I believe I was at the 20th game in that streak. Uh, I, I remember $2 Wednesdays at the Oakland Coliseum. It was a promotion with Bart where you get $2 tickets. There was dollar hot dogs, dollar beers for a short period of time until obviously, you know, that gets off the rails. Yeah. It, it, it was going to make it to my honorable mention. I just forgot. But great movie. And what I'm towards the end of this list because a lot of these oh we didn't get to mention Harbaugh. I was uh, gonna I was, I was gonna bring that up. Keanu G baby, G baby. Ah, gotta gotta pour one out for G baby. Great. I'm movie. doing chug right now for G baby. Chug it. It's for you, G baby. Chug, 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 chug. I'm just saying that because the audio podcast. Gone. Well done, sir. That was The Real Boss uh, from Device Brewing Company. This was the Pink Boots collab. 
And you uh, chug it like a boss, so right on. And, and I chug it like a boss because I was doing it for G-Baby. I got that strength from him. Uh, the Natural, uh, Robert Redford, that's uh, o- uh, older, uh, but classic. definitely up there. Uh, kind of, definitely a classic baseball movie. Kind of boring, I'll say that. But the reason why my favorite all-time baseball player has his nickname, Will. Well, he's got Will the Thrill. He was also known as The Natural because of one of the most beautiful swings in baseball. And uh, The the Babe. Uh, This is one I forgot about, but John Goodman as Babe Ruth. And I'm pretty sure it came out around the same time as King Ralph. And I'm like, wow, John Goodman was like the rock of movies at one point in our time, which is kind of wild. I'm like, wow, like The Rock is the biggest movie star. And you're like, wow, let's rewind to 1994. Who was the biggest movie star? John Goodman. John Goodman. He, he was at Roseanne, King Ralph, The Babe. This was all before Monsters, Inc. and The Jungle Book Part 2. <laughs> what Jungle Book was he in? Part 2. But, well, not the John Favreau one, no? No, 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 the animated sequel. He was Baloo. Uh, oh. Uh, I mean, okay. I'll give it to <laughs> When did that come in? Like the 90s or 2000s? Somewhere in between, yeah. Around that area. I'll have to go check out my, my Yester World uh, straight to <laughs> straight to video Disney sequels. Um, but, yeah, so that was my 27, uh, in addition to everything that we had already said. And then the shows that I just teased, um, Eastbound and Down. Yes. <laughs> love Eastbound and Down. Kenny fucking Powers. Uh, if you haven't seen that show, check it out because uh, – I couldn't, without dropping many more F-bombs, tell you much more about it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Brockmire. Brockmire. I, I binge what I've been wanting to see that. Never got around to seeing it until last spring, summer. Binge watched a whole four seasons. Oh, Love wow. I, I didn't get that deep. Oh, I got maybe no. four, three or four episodes in, but I, I no. do look forward to getting to the rest of it. Yeah. And like I said, binge watched all four seasons. Looked it up, getting ready for season five, and they are not doing five because it, it ended where they, they really can't go any further. So it ended at a great time, but Hank Azaria as Bruckmeyer, oh. classic character, oh. and nice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm but, all over. Yeah, watch the rest of that. It's it's a great show, he, and he's I, amazing in it. I'm looking forward to it. And those are all – that's all. I think we, we – Fresh Hobbs just wrapped – baseball movies for you uh if you have any baseball movies we missed that we shouldn't have please let us know add us you know message comment on the original post yeah um and uh if you think we didn't miss any baseball movies and we wrapped that shit like i think we did also (laughs) please let us know i'd like to know that as well do we hit it out of the park or do we strike out let us know that was fun though. I, I mean, uh, the, yeah, I, I just want to watch a bunch of these right now, along with Brock Meyer again. I, I believe I'm probably going to get into one of these movies before I go to bed. Nice. Well, don't do Field of Dreams because it is kind of slow. So <laughs> definitely go at least Sandlot. Sandlot's a good uh, late night movie. Or yeah, I'm a, I have a good. Honestly, I'll probably get into Brock Meyer or Eastbound and Down. Oh, Those yeah. sound my my speed right about now. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. I might have to do Bruckmeyer again. Well, yeah, sir. That was a lot of fun. So 
uh, man, can't wait till we do another little countdown like this. Uh, let man, us know what maybe, you guys would want to hear. Maybe, maybe we try and pull together a baseball game. Where yeah, we. I I could easily buy. Uh, yes, a bunch of tickets <laughs> to a baseball game, and uh, would love to have fresh hops come out. Uh, I I know uh, obviously Giants wise, if we did it in San Francisco. Uh, we got uh, a bunch of great, uh, or at least a couple of great uh, spots to grab beer close to the stadium for before or after, but there's actually quite a few great spots uh, brewery-wise to grab beer, uh, I guess, way, way before or way, way after, just meaning that they're not within walking distance. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do understand that the River Cats are going to be starting a season on May 20th. I, I was worried uh, slash excited just that they were doing something but i know it they is had no been longer the alternate the, route <laughs> yes uh, the alternate site shout out uh, for the sacramento alternate sites have been holding it down i don't know what their record is they've been playing a lot of games against the uh i the guess A's we'll call team. it the, the whatever the, the nashville alternate sites was their triple a squad before um, but, uh, yes, I, I would love to get a baseball game together sometime this summer. Uh, so maybe that's something, uh, keep in tune with our Instagram. Uh, may, may, I, I mean, Joe and I are going to a baseball <laughs> game. So if you guys want to join us at a Giants game or a River Cats game, let us know, hit us in the DM or, or post a comment on any of our posts. We both look at all of that. Uh, and we'll put it together. We would love to get together at a brewery, uh, at a game, any of that. I know we love the uh, left field beer garden over there at Sutter Life Park in Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I was just mentioning, there's tons of great places we can get craft beer uh, around Oracle Park. And I'm sorry to be throwing shade, Oracle Park. Uh, you did have great options for beer in the before time. And hopefully after June 15th, we may be there again. Currently, you do have good beer, decent enough beer. I mean, you get a Lagunitas or a Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing, uh, St. Archer, uh, and uh, Hop Hop Valley all have tall cans. uh, So you can get your $16, almost 20-ounce can of beer. I I thought it was for the low price of $20, but I didn't. Yeah, no, not quite 20. So, I mean, (laughs) the price, like, it's not as bad as it could be, but it's also, like, two beers is going to set you back almost $40. So, that is what that is. But anyway, let's go to a game together. Uh, But but, uh, in in the meantime, let's all do something together. I'll use that as a segue. Uh, I know we had mentioned this on our Instagram Live. And I will lead into here, but uh, Joe is going to be hosting Star Wars Trivia uh, this coming uh, May the, sorry, not May the 5th. It is Cinco de Mayo, or as the Star Wars universe calls it, Revenge of the Fifth. And this Uh, is a controversy, I think, because I I prefer Revenge of the Sixth because it sounds more like Sith. That's it, though? Well, and if you're drinking and if, getting if super you split hammered, the word single... six and five, it doesn't it sound like Sith, kind of, or sixth and fifth. But to, Sith. to me, Sith, to me... <laughs> Sith, it's sixth and fifth. 
I think we're equally right and wrong we're, on this. We're, we're equal, but I think when you think of something revenge of, I think you party too hard the night before, which would be Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Drinko. So the six would be the revenge. I don't know. But anyways, I like to celebrate Star Wars all month anyways. I so. mean, we celebrate Star Wars all day, every day, every yeah, month. Exactly. So I yeah, mean, I, whether it's the fourth, fifth, and sixth, or the fourth through next fourth. Yeah. But like Alex said, I'll be hosting a Star Wars trivia at uh, the Craft Beer Vault on May the 5th uh, in Rockland, California, uh, out here in the Roseville, Rockland area. So join us. And Alex will actually be up in town, too, for that. I will be here. Uh, Fresh Ops Podcast will be in the house. We'll be holding it down. Uh, please slide in our DMs if you are interested in coming because I, I, I need some team for trivia nights. I promise I am not in cahoots with Joe. I don't know the questions that he's getting ready to ask us. Uh, But I also promise that I know a lot about a little and a little about a lot Star Wars wise. Uh, I might reach out to some ringers. I might know in the the local Star Wars podcasting game, if you haven't already told them to be coming and they might have their own team that I have to compete with. A few Uh, might be showing up. Talking to you, Udi. We might have a few giveaways, possibly. So be sure to follow us. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm looking Alex at you. Right <laughs> Star Wars Rise of Skywalker 4K Steelbook Edition. Yeah, so little little, little tease for our Fresh Hops listeners. But come out. It'll be a lot of fun and a good place to hang out. Yeah, come out. Be on my team or make your own. Uh you know, it, it's your journey if you want to go against me in Star Wars trivia, but I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> but uh, I also want to do one more shout out. Uh, I, I mentioned this to Alex, I think, last month, but uh, a comedian who is a big beer guy. Uh, I've been a fan of his for years. Zane Lamp- Lamprey. Uh, he's been he's done shows Drinking Made Easy on the old Axis TV channel back in the day. Yeah, I used to show. watch those. Yeah, he had shows. Right in, in between Girls Gone Wild episodes. <laughs> oh, was there girls going? <laughs> now every time I ever hear steel drum music, I'm thinking of girls gone wild. But he he did a show, also did a show called Chug Three Sheets. He's done books and stuff. Anyways, Three Sheets is the one I watched. Yeah, Three so Sheets I, I, is definitely a late night show. Yeah, I watched all of these. These are great shows for travel and drinking and partying. It, um, sorry, can I? But, uh, Three Sheets. Do you remember uh, uh, Insomniac with David Tell? Oh yeah. Three Sheets remind me of that. Yeah, it was, Three it was Sheets real- was like his insomniac, but he's slightly less funny, but more inclined to drink more and like <laughs> go deeper with in the alcohol cities. I seen him in New Orleans. Oh yeah. man, I mean, more- you better be starting at midnight if you're drinking <laughs> in New Orleans. Exactly. So he's actually doing his laughs and drafts comedy tour, and uh, he's going to be and he'll be around the Northern California area towards the end of the year. So it, he's actually going to be Oakland, Alameda, San Francisco, Sacramento, Modesto. So uh, I'm going to look to hopefully get tickets uh, in December, but uh, check out his Instagram. I think it's just under Z- uh, Zane Lamprey on uh, Instagram, but th- this is going to be something really fun. To Wait, go is to. it Oakland, Alameda, Sacramento, San Francisco? Yeah. Modesto. Uh, Modesto, kind of going all yeah. over. So I, I'm trying to like spitball in my head. It doesn't say what the breweries are because he's 
No, so, so very few breweries are actually listed. Then other ones are just uh, to be determined. Do you? But I mean, like Modesto is pretty specific. We we should be able to look at a, a Google sheet and figure out what brewery is Modesto. When they say Alameda, uh, my money tells me it's at Faction. It could potentially be at Alameda Island or Almanac. They have the space. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, I, your guess is as good as mine. I hope it's speakeasy. But they got I know a lot of going. Yeah, but I know a lot of comedians are also doing a lot of pop-up comedy uh, sets. So it could be out in the open somewhere, just on a yes, stage. Yes, uh, I believe uh, Local Brewing, who I've been talking about recently, uh, my favorite place to drink a craft beer by Oracle Park. Uh, we were loving the shit out of their Mr. Perfect Hazy IPA. Uh, they, they do comedy on Tuesday nights from seven to nine out there in their parklet. Um, and craft beer wise, I don't know of other things, but I believe <laughs> there, there, there's parklet that goes on, uh, par- parklet comedy in San Francisco on hate street at, uh, shit. What's that bar by F8 called? I don't remember. I don't know. At me if you're trying to see comedy outside in a park lit in San Francisco, and I'll find it for you. Straight up. <laughs> well, right the on. Big smooth. Ooh, ooh, three but, yeah, check, but check out uh, Zayn Lamprey on Instagram and let us know if you're going to go to see him at one of your places. And maybe if you're at one of the ones we're at, uh, we'll hang out. But that will wrap this show up because we've been going on for a while. Yeah, we've been talking about NFL drafts to baseball movies to Sacramento Beer Week to comedy, <laughs> all to kinds comedy, of stuff. So, to Star Wars. Wait. So uh, we will definitely be streaming, do something going live a little bit during the trivia. And uh, what? So and yeah, I, I I believe you'll hear this before then. So I will say that we are going to get together and have a beer on Tuesday, May the fourth, uh, because we are big Star Wars fans and. I do want to put that last push in for one of y'all to come join me on Star Wars Trivia. Uh, so Joe and I will both be drinking a Star Wars-inspired beer this Tuesday on Instagram. So check us out. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, we hope you're following us on Instagram. If you're not, please follow us on Instagram, both at Fresh Ops Podcast, at jpitty 23 Yes. Yes. And at... The Big Smooth with three O's. Uh, Please, we have been Fresh Hops Podcast. We love you. Thank you for interacting. Thank you for listening. And thank you for always telling us what's fresh. You're the best hop heads. I'm the Big Smooth, and he is... Joey P-I-T-T-Y. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace.